When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and this is A Little Happier. I often talk about my love of children's literature and young adult literature. I'm in three, yes, three, children's literature reading groups, and I read often from this section of the bookstore and library. I made a list of my 81 favorite works of children's literature, and of course, included on that list is the wonderful 1951 novel by Sidney Taylor, All of a Kind Family. This is the story of five sisters who live with their parents in the Lower East Side of New York City in the early 1900s. They're called all of a kind because they're all sisters. The book is a wonderful portrait of Jewish immigrant life. The girls have all sorts of childhood adventures. They do household chores. They prepare for the holidays like Passover and Purim. Sarah loses a library book. The two youngest sisters go buy candy together. Now, one thing for me, as I read these books now, is that while I enjoy them just as much as I did as a child, of course I understand them differently. Because I bring more to them, I get more out of them. And as an adult, I'm much more aware of the economic circumstances of this family. When I read this book as a child, although I never really analyzed it, this family seemed secure and prosperous. Papa had his shop that they'd go visit, Mama had her parlor full of beautiful things that they had to keep dusted. They had delicious meals and lots of parties. They go to the beach at Far Rockaway. They have firecrackers on the 4th of July. But as an adult, I see that their lives were more difficult. They lived in the crowded tenement section of New York City. Their father ran a junk shop. They had a big family crowded into few rooms. Most of the novel is told from the perspective of the children, but every once in a while the narrative shifts and readers get a glimpse into what the parents were thinking and about their adult concerns. There's one passage that did not interest me much as a child, but really struck me when I recently reread the book for, I don't know, the 50th time. In the chapter, Papa's Birthday, the five sisters decide that for the first time they would buy a present for their father's birthday. 
They saved their allowance pennies so they had 35 cents to spend. They go to Mr. Pincus's bargain store, and after much debate, they choose a gift. The book reads, It was the most wonderful cup and saucer they had ever seen. It was made of lustrous pink and white china, and on its front, raised gold lettering marched proudly uphill to spell out the name Father. And we know that this wonderful cup even has a narrow ledge across one side to keep a man's mustache from getting wet. The girls are thrilled with their choice. They cannot wait for their father to get home. He's tired when he gets home. He gives them a weary smile, washes up, and joins them at the table. And here's how the chapter continues. Aren't you going to open it? Henny asked. Oh, yes, of course. Papa tugged at the cord, the wrapper fell away, and the cup and saucer stood in splendor on the table. Papa stared at his present and said not a word. The children were bewildered. What was wrong? What made Papa's face look so sorrowful? Didn't he like their present? Papa was thinking, so much money spent on a fancy cup and saucer that I could just as well do without. Haven't we enough cups and saucers in the house now? I have to work so hard to make enough for the necessary things, and here they spend money on such a luxury. What if the amount they spent wouldn't help much? It's little spendings like this that add up. But right through his thoughts, there floated a little disappointed whimper from Gertie, and Papa suddenly remembered his children. He looked down at their faces, so puzzled and sad now. They had been so gay a moment ago. They were young. It was bad enough they had to be denied so many things because he couldn't afford them. Must he deny them even this pleasure of giving up their small allowance for a present for him? Ella interrupted his thoughts. She spoke quietly. Perhaps we should have bought something more useful. Papa smiled his wide, gentle smile at his daughters. No, no, it's wonderful. I've been wanting just such a cup and saucer for years. How did you ever come to think of it? I couldn't tell you right off how happy it made me because I was speechless with delight. Mama, pour me a cup of coffee right now. I can't wait to use my beautiful present. One of our greatest luxuries and chief delights is the ability to give. And this father realized that even though their family had very little money, this was a luxury they could afford. I'll post a link to the book, All of a Kind Family, and also to my list of my 81 favorite works of children's literature in the show notes. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and I hope this makes your week a little happier. <laughs>